Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we're in the chapter, How It Works, on page 64. We'll be reading and commenting on the uh, second paragraph that begins, we did exactly the same thing and ends, we considered its common manifestations. Today's readers, um, and, and welcome to the, to the month of May, the 12 steps, Julie P., the 12 traditions, Lori C., readers of the text, Judith S.P., Vanessa G., and Katie G. Our newcomer greeter is Reba P., and our second hour host is Anne Marie M. The share IDs for yesterday, Tuesday, February 28th, 2023, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 20,003. That's 20003. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, yeah, 20,004. So that's 20004. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Julie P. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, my name is Julie P. from Minnesota, currently wintering in Texas, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Julie P. And I'll now ask Lori C. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Lori C. from Virginia. These are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to a compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never be endorsed, ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA names ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. Thank you, Lori C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask you that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we're on page 64, the second paragraph that begins, we did exactly the same thing, and ends, we considered its common manifestations. And I'll now ask Judith S.P. to please begin reading. Hi, Lisa. This is Judith S.P. in Maryland, gratefully recovered thus far today. Thank you, God, and thank you, everyone, for being here. We did exactly the same thing with our lives. 
We took stock honestly. First, we searched out the flaws in our makeup, which caused our failure. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us, we considered its manifestations. I uh, would like to begin with my favorite word, which is we. We did exactly. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't have to come up with the new and the best and the most recent whatever to find my serenity and sanity. My serenity and sanity comes from the work that I do and the service that I give under the direction of God every day. And as they described in the paragraph before, because I had to start immediately after taking step three in making a decision to turn my will and life over to God, is I had to get, I had to, if I wanted to recover, to begin to look at Judith and to begin to honestly go within and look at what has been blocking me from my higher power. Most of my life, other than maybe my formative years, was spent unhappy and chasing that golden ring someplace outside. It never came to be, so the best I could do was go to food and different food behaviors to occupy me and cause more and more difficulties. I had no idea how to get out of it. And God brought me into these rooms. And day by day, each day, I listen and I learn. And someone said something so beautiful in a meeting the other night. The more I listen, the louder God can be. And my direction comes from God, but I have to do the footwork. I have to look within and find out what has been going wrong. And that is me seeking, me looking openly, honestly, and willingly to what has happened up until the point of making the decision to turn my will and my life over to God. And in doing that, in a work, I can and have found success. I am no longer defeated. And I have found resentment, honesty, and all the other both positive and challenging defects to bring me to the point of being spiritually awakened. I, Judith, have to start the footwork and can strengthen my spiritual fitness as long as I stay close to God and continue to take my inventory every day because there's always disturbance and there's always ways in which I can, if I don't pay attention, revert back to behaviors that no longer work for me. So I thank you all for being here. I look forward to the rest of the shares, and I'm very blessed to be a member of this fellowship. Thank you. Perfect timing. Thank you, Judith SP, for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. 
So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings, Monday or Tuesday this week, if you'll hold back. Um, and who would like to share on what was read this morning? Shanna C. Tamara C. Shanna. Tamara C. Tamara. Jen A. Mark. Jen. Elena C. Elena. Lauren Grace B. New Jersey. Lauren Katie Katie. Jim. Jim S. in Toledo. Jim S. Juju. Did I hear? Uh, did I hear somebody else? Okay. This is a great lineup. This is what I have. Shanna C, Tamara C, Jen A, Elena C, Lauren Grace B, Katie G, and Jim S. So Shanna, you're up, followed by Tamara. Please share with us. Shanna, we can't hear you. Star one. Good morning. Sorry about that. It takes a second to unmute. I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> no, there you, you are. So- All right, this is Shanna C., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from uh, Tennessee. Um, Good morning, everybody, and thanks, everyone, for your service in making this recovery possible for me because you carried the message to me. This meeting is so important to me. Um, I'm so, so grateful to be uh, absent this morning and so, uh, you know, today and every day. Uh, It's a miracle for my life. Um, And this, this paragraph only, even though it's just a few sentences here, it says so much. Um, The previous sentence, you know, it talks about how the uh, owner of the business is to be successful. He cannot fool himself about values. For those who may not have read that uh, prior or wasn't here yesterday for the meeting. So the purpose of of doing this, we're taking stock honestly. And so um, what I got to do is I got to search out the flaws in my makeup, which caused my failure. In other words, by this point in time, I had gotten to the point where I had taken um, steps one, two, and three. I've understood and it conceded to the fact that I, you know, hopefully um, that I'm a real compulsive overeater, meaning there are certain things I cannot eat, that I have an abnormal reaction, uh, cr- creates a phenomenon of craving, which means once I start eating, I can't stop. I'm powerless over that. I'm pow- I can't not pick up the first bite. I can't pick up, uh, you know, and once I do pick up the first bite, I can't stop. And then step two, am I willing to believe that there is a power greater than me that can solve my problem? Well, you know, I'll take your word for it. That's that's pretty much all I had to go with. Um, and I could see this thing working in other people. And, and step three, it's like, okay, well, I'm willing to follow the directions of this book. And I can see that, you know, I'm I'm my own worst enemy here. And the food was a symptom of that. Um, so I got to look at all the things within me that, that's blocking me off from the power. And thank God, you know, that we do work through these steps pretty quickly here um, because I've been given this moment of grace, this moment of clarity where fear of eating again is sobering me for a bit to enable me to get through these steps so I can see that there is a power greater than me that will keep me safe and protected, but I got to get through this work first. So this is really the first step in really seeing what's causing my problem with eating my lunch, pardon the pun. Um, And so anyway, uh, looking at the flaws in my makeup, uh, convinced itself manifested in various ways and so that's the point of the inventory is I go through this inventory and yeah I'm selfish I'm self-centered but how how am I showing up in my relationships how am I treating this and I'm so grateful for the clear concise directions on how exactly to do this that the, this you know the purest 12-step document in publication 
is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Prayers for each step, directions, specific directions on each step, when and how to take a step, promises, all of the good stuff. And uh, so I need to know what to do, and this tells me what to do. Um, you know, and I'm so grateful, so grateful for this way of life. And uh, for that reason, I haven't found it necessary to eat today. And um, thanks for thanks for all you do, and thanks for allowing me to share this morning. Thank you, Shanna C. from Tennessee, and Tamara C., you're up, followed by Jen A. Thank you. Good morning. This is Tamara C., a grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Missouri. And I really appreciate the previous shares. I identify so much, and I'm getting so much out of it. And, um, yeah, doing the same thing with my life. What am I doing? I'm taking inventory to disclose unsaleable goods. And part of myself is that I don't like this language like flaws, which caused my failure. It's such strong language. It feels so negative, and um, I kind of want to soften it up and say, well, it's like my my default patterns, my old ideas that are now a problem. But I I really do need to get real and honest with myself. Um, that you know, I need to use strong language to see how serious this is, and. Um, you know, this is for step four, but I, I live in step four every day when I do my 10 steps. They're like a little mini four through nine. And so um, I'm looking for these flaws, which can cause my failure. And I'm looking for manifestations of self. And I think, well, okay, I know what's coming. There's resentment, fear, uh, doing harm in my uh, relationships. How How are these manifestations of self? I kind of get the, like doing harm, but Resentment and fear, what does that have to do with self? And uh, it really, for me, it all boils down to me playing God. And so when I um, do a 10-step and I see those resentment, it's like a gift to show me, oops, I jumped back into the director's chair and people or life are not following my script. And and when I notice fear, that's a gift. So, oops, uh, oh, yeah, I'm trying to control the future again. I think I know what has to happen for me to be okay. And I notice... Um, my relationships and where I'm doing harm and I get to think here I go again thinking it's my job to manipulate others into behaving the way I want them to do so I can see that it's all self all self and I get to see these are flaws which cause my failure they are unsaleable goods and the good news for me is that um, I don't have to be stuck there my, my higher power uses the rest of the steps to help me find new patterns of thinking and living and this allows me to be the Tamara that I want to be. And I'm so grateful for that. So I don't want to be in step four too long. I want to get through get through this inventory and get to the healing part of the steps. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you. Tamara C. from Missouri. And Jen A., you're up, followed by Elena C. Good morning. This is Jen A., recovered in Colorado today. Thank you, God, for your grace and mercy. Ah, searching out the flaws. I'm doing that this morning, writing inventory, <laughs> right? It's a, it, This is just a process. This is just the beginning. I love it. You know, we do this huge four-step when we first come into program, and we write and write and write and give it away. It's just, you know, to get us ready for what we're going to be doing for the rest of our life. And I love the personal inventory process because I get to uncover the manifestations of the defects of character, the flaws, 
ah, and like it was said, like who wants to have flaws? Well, I got them and they're causing me to fail and they're going to cause me to, you know, be a mommy monster to my kids or show up nasty in a relationship um, or, you know, have words with a coworker that I don't need to have. Um, so I'm going to seek those flaws out. And what are the flaws um, that are in my makeup? You know, I believe that I'm created in the, that God created me and that I'm beautiful and that I am his daughter. And I believe that, but I believe that he's given me characteristics um, and the characteristics that he's given me have been either overused, misused, underused, or not used at all by who me. And that's what makes it a problem. And that's how they become defective defects of character. And, you know, so when I'm finally convinced, like it says that self manifested in various ways, is what's defeating me or it's going to defeat me now, you know, that I know this process and I've done the inventory over and over again, I go, Oh yeah. Thank you Lord for the reminder. Um, you know, that I am not perfect, that I have flaws that, you know, um, other people are disturbing me or that I am being dishonest, um, in certain ways. And when I do this inventory, then I can discover what it is that's going on in me. I love, um, you know, like the fourth column of the inventory process where it it talks and it says, okay, so Jen, what's your attitude? What action did you take? And what's the story that you're telling yourself? And it it really helps me to get clear because I need to know that, you know, God's like, hello, uh, I gave you this instinct and you're kind of misusing it. And I go, oh, and he just kind of brings me back to center. And he just sits me in his lap and says, hey, this is how we need to use it. Kind of like I was talking to my aunt last night. We're redirecting my cousin, you know. She's one year old, and my aunt keeps putting something up in front of the VCR so she won't get to it. And I said, we just have to keep telling her, that's not a toy, that's a no, and then to redirect her behavior to something that's right. I'm thinking to myself, that's what God's doing to me in this inventory process. He's still, at age 50, redirecting my behavior. And showing me, you don't have to show up like this anymore. You don't have to think this way. Those old ideas, put them in the back seat. Throw them out the window. Get completely rid of them. And every time that I go to God and I do this inventory process and uncover and discover those patterns of behavior and discard it and give it away and ask him to remove it, wow, isn't it miraculous? Then I can go back on the planet as a human being and act like a good girl and a nice girl and a nice person. Because I can get really, really ugly. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. from Colorado. And Elena C., you're up, followed by Lauren Grace B. Good morning. This is Elena C. from South Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater for today. Thank you for this paragraph. Um, So I, um, the first sentence, I did exactly the same thing with uh, my life because So what I need to do here is um, I need to shift my focus onto me. Um, And because uh, my focus was very um, directed towards the world around, and I was very good at taking other people's, knowing what other people do wrong. And I justified that. I said, well, I did this because you did that. So so in here, it leaves out everything that that other people did and so i truly am with myself and with my higher power because now i have a higher power i did my first three steps and so i start um 
I start a journey of searching. And what are those flaws in my makeup that caused my failure? And what that means for me was I was so alone. I felt so alone. And it was always justified, my loneliness. And But yet, um, let's just see why, what did you do? What, what did I have in, inside of myself? What, what were my actions that caused that? So, and, um, you know, and I um, have to be honest. I have to be honest. And because if I'm not, I am blocking myself again and again from my amazing higher power that has the ability to heal my body, heal my heart, heal my brain, heal me, heal all my organs. Because those resentments and fears, selfishness, self-seeking, my desire to other people to do what I want them to do, they were eating and my insight, they were eating, they were causing sickness. It's not necessarily the food. It's those resentments that I've been carrying for a long time. And I, I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea that I was carrying them. So, um, and, and so, um, and so that is very powerful. And it's a cleansing process. And it is an amazing process process of reconnect with the universe once I enter in a good relationship with all of me all flaws because really that's what it is God wants me to love my flaws because God loves my flaws unconditionally but also I believe that I need to continue in the process of growth to once I enter in a good relationship with my flaws to find other ways of engaging with the world around from the values of my amazing higher power. And without the steps, I, I would have never been able to do that. And thank you so much with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Elena C. from South Carolina. And Lauren Grace B., you're up, followed by Katie G. Good morning, everybody. This is Lauren Grace B., from South Jersey, thank you so much for your service. Uh, the, the words that just flew off the page at me was, uh, self was what defeated me. Um, and I can't know the manifestations of self that are defeating me unless I take an inventory. I can't grow unless I know what they are. And for me, the manifestations of self are selfishness, some of them, self-righteousness, self-seeking, self-reliance, self-centeredness, self-sufficiency. And when I was a little girl, these selves all saved my life. I needed them to cope. I needed them to get by. But then when I became a grown-up woman, um, these things were not helping me anymore. They were destroying my life instead of um, helping me. And they fueled my obsession with food. Um, and the inventory is the first step to overcome self. And the 10th step helps me to overcome self on a daily basis by God's uh, grace. And this program has just changed my thinking, and the change in my thinking changed my life. And that's all I have to share. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren Grace B. from New Jersey. And Katie G., you're up, followed by Jim F. 
Hi, Lisa. Hi, everybody. Good morning. This is Katie G. Recovered in Boston, and I'm loving this meeting, too, and I'm probably going to say a lot of the same things that have already been said, but, you know, a lot of times um, I've wanted to go really fast through the steps, and I'm not saying we should slow down because obviously the book says to move um, in a good pace, but um, I just need to let you all know that like this is these are tools that I have to use the rest of my life. Um, it doesn't say that food is going to, to defeat me, which is beaten in battle. And let me tell you, last year on this date, I weighed 119 pounds, which is anorexic for me, right? So like this disease, the food and the weight is going to kill me. But you know what's bigger that's going to kill me is myself. I'm beaten. And why? Because when I was exercising bulimically, the problem wasn't even the damage that I was doing to my body. And I'm telling you, I've been through torture this year medically with the grace of God because of that physical damage. The damage was I would go upstairs and not see my children. I would go upstairs and demand my husband working 70 hours a week do my job, demand that he he change my kids' diapers, that he set them up so they're okay, that he do the laundry and, and cook. That is my job. You know, you if you know me, you know I've worked for years to be a mom. So anyway, um, I've lost four jobs as a manager. Um, I remember, and one of my besties will confirm this, that when I first met my husband, I did 10 steps like five times a day because he didn't communicate with me in a way that met my needs, right? Like that's what self is. It's like ruminating about my body so many times that you ask me a question about what you said. I have no clue because I'm not hearing you, right? And so I do this work and I see all of the ways that everything I do, even the nice thing that I think I'm doing for you, I'm doing it for you so that I can get your love so you don't need me so I don't need to die. Essentially, I'm fighting for my life. And I'm telling you, I am so far from perfect. If you, if you are in my life, you know I do this work daily. Thanks be to God for that willingness. And I'm no longer suffering from exercise bulimia. And let me tell you, like my children screaming in my face last night, I could deal with it for a little bit. And then I got heated, right? And then I got to show up and say, I love you. Let's work on our feelings, right? Because the grace of God has entered into my mind. Lisa, I'll wrap with this. Entered into my mind and heart in a way that is indeed miraculous. And you know what? God knows me. God loves me. God forgives me. But God needs me to be nice to his kids. Because if I'm not playing nice in the playground, I'm not loving God. And the closer I get to my God's kids and all, all of you, the closer I get to God. So let me continue to learn. With that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. from Massachusetts. And Jim S., please share with us. Yeah, Jim S. in Toledo, Ohio. Good morning. Hello? Uh, go right ahead. Hello? Okay. Um, I had an epiphany yesterday. Um, I have been praying to a generic God and not to the God of my understanding. And um, I went to a meeting last night, and before I went there, I said the serenity prayer to my God the God I understand. 
Um, I don't know why I was. I think fear was primarily the re- primarily the reason that I did not go to him. Um, I thought I could handle it, but I can't. And so now when I say the serenity prayer, I'm praying to the God that I understand, not to some other concept. And uh, I'm now searching out those flaws which caused my failure. And and self was the reason that I was defeated all the time and relapsed over and over and over. So now I'm I'm equipped. And um, I'm so glad that I'm a part of this recovery. And I'm going to have a good day no matter what. I'll pass with that. Thanks. Thank you, Jim S. from Ohio. And we are um, reading in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 64, the second paragraph that begins, we did exactly the same thing and ends, we considered its common manifestations and sharing on that paragraph. And who else would like to share this morning? Carmela G. Carmela. Haya P. Haya. I'm Rachel M. from Wisconsin. Rachel. Y'all are being sweet. Elizabeth B. Oops, sorry. Elizabeth. In North Carolina. And I heard somebody. Uh-huh. Kim B. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kim. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Okay. Who I have is Carmela G, Kaya P, Rachel M, Elizabeth B, and Kim B. So, Carmela, please go ahead. You'll be followed by Kaya. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everybody on the line sharing and listening. My name is Carmela G, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for this day through the grace of God. We took stock honestly, and we searched. That Almost, when I took step four, um, my first step four many years ago, uh, soon to be double-digit years ago, I almost picked up. I could not handle the honesty. I could not handle that Carmela, Madam Full Charge, Madam Superstar, could have such defects, could have so many flaws. But the acceptance when I I surrendered and trusted and found in this inventory that no matter what, my fear could be relieved, that I would never be abandoned by the God of my understanding. He was all loving and merciful, and he loved me through my insane behavior and gave me the miracle of this 
finding this program, the thought to join Overeaters Anonymous and work these steps every single day in gratitude. And for this, I am grateful, and a grateful heart will not pick up a resentful heart and a self-righteous heart is a selfish heart, and that was the heart that picked up all the time. But a grateful heart will surrender and accept God's love and God's direction. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carmela G. And Kaya P., you're up, followed by Rachel M. Kaya star one, we can't hear you. Hi, this is Kim G. Oh, no, I'm looking. Oh, um, is it Kaya? Did I get that wrong? That's okay. It's Kaya with an H. Kaya with an H. Please go ahead. Hi, it's Kaya P. from Hollywood, Florida. Uh, Recovering uh, through the principles of the big book, one day at a time. Uh, So I took so many notes that I'm trying to... uh, be organized, uh, and that's an important thing in terms of inventory uh, and the steps, of course, having that organized, God-orderly direction. Uh, I really resonated with the idea of the flaws blocking us from God, and the more I listen, the louder God is. And what's interesting is that as a child, I didn't speak uh, until late, and I never uh, asked for my needs, which... Uh, resulted in me being a very loud, obnoxious adolescent, and I still have to uh, struggle with the loudness of my um, voice and my making my, that people have to listen to me, uh, and not a question of making my needs met in a healthy way. Uh, I even had someone jokingly, like, put a piece of you know, gauze over my mouth, and it was the joke at work that I was so loud. Uh, But I, the loudness was not positive in uh, any way. Uh, And I realized that it became a flaw. And sometimes the flaw, not that we're not responsible for it, but for me, what turned into not taking care of myself and making my needs met in a healthy way uh, by not uh, speaking and speaking healthily, and I I didn't hear God because I didn't do the work. Uh, uh, my initials are HP, which is why I wanted uh, the uh, first letter of my name uh, made clear. <clears throat> and I joke, but not really, that I am the higher power. <laughs> and uh, the truth is, without program without the big book I think I am the higher power uh, so I also really like the idea of doing the footwork uh, and in the uh, religion of my understanding there is a, a word and the idea that <clears throat> we have to do the effort uh, and what we do may have nothing to do with the outcome because God's in charge and uh, God 
shows what we need, but we still have to do the footwork. Uh, and the idea of taking the inventory, honestly, I think of the, uh, you know, I don't know if they still say it, but the idea of you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I'm very good at it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Haya P. from Florida. And Rachel M., you're up, followed by Elizabeth B. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a compulsive reader, bulimic, anorexic, and recovery. And um, this is my first time on this meeting. I've been in OA for a while. I'm so sorry I missed the reading. My phone dropped the call just right before it was read. Um, I'm on vacation in Costa Rica in the jungle, and uh, my reception is a little spotty, so I apologize. Um, might also hear some monkeys in the background. But, yeah, I'm just going to kind of share along the topic of what I'm hearing and people's shares, I guess, um, the gratitude and direction from a higher power. Um, so I feel like, so my higher power, which I choose to call and I feel are my inner goddesses, have brought me to this beautiful place for vacation where I'm definitely doing some healing and some connection with my higher power of my understanding. And it feels really, really good. Um, I needed this break so badly. And it's also a good reminder, like, it doesn't matter if I'm in paradise. Like, I am still here as myself, (laughs) and I'm not perfect. And things are going to come up that challenge me, that challenge my thinking, that challenge my old beliefs. And I have to remember that when I get out of bed in the morning, like, to connect with my higher power and I'm just so glad there was a phone meeting I could get on while I was eating breakfast and, and listen and hear a lot of wisdom, experience, strength, and hope from you all. Um, yeah, I'm here with my partner and also my friend and her husband. And, you know, there's things that come up where, like, my feelings can get a little hurt or I feel like some fear come in or feeling like I need to exert some control on a situation and, Y'all have just reminded me, like, I don't need to do any of that. That's a lot of unnecessary work on my part. But there's other work I can do, like get on a meeting and connect. So um, just appreciate being here this morning. Thanks for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Rachel M., and for the beautiful background noise. Elizabeth B., you're up, followed by Kim B., Hi, good morning. Thank you um, for your service this morning, and thank you for everyone who has shared. This is Elizabeth B. in North Carolina. Um, I am today um, at the end of my Step 4 for today, and um, we'll be doing Step 5 this afternoon. And it has been um, to be doing Step 4 with the food down um, has been one of the most wrenching um, experiences and yet it is bringing so much clarity into um, my awareness of how much I have been a victim in my life, how much I have assumed that um, role as a victim. And it says in this paragraph, being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us 
it says early in our literature, just like a page ago, the first requirement that is to being convinced, he actually uses the same um, terminology, that a life run on self-will can hardly be a success, and that that will be what defeats me. And it is absolutely proven to be true in my life. Um, I was introduced to the 12 steps in 1989. I've been around for a really long time and I have loved this literature and have read it again and again and again and again and again. Um, I haven't been sober all of the, or abstinent all of those years, but this is the first time that I've been willing because of the defeat, not because of the success, not because I was living so well, and not because my um, wonderful self-will had created um, success, whatever the success, if there were man evidence of, of being having lived, survived 57 years with a deadly disease, there are some manifestations of that, but inside of me, the defeat, the self, the self-loathing, and just knowing that there was so much about the way I was living that was not true, that was not authentic, that um, it drove me back and to the food first, but immediately back to the steps and back to um, this program in a, at a whole new level of surrender. And um, I'm grateful today. And as I write those names down and then I write down the causes and I check the boxes and I'm preparing for that fourth column, I'm thinking, you know, I see, I see already. I, mean, I, I can't even give much moment of time to my resentment at the cause. I mean, why they did this to me or why this is happening to me. And poor me, poor me, poor me. And it's like, okay, next self-esteem check. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you all for your wisdom. I've learned so much. Thank you, Elizabeth B. from North Carolina. And Kim B., please share with us. Hi, I'm Kim G., compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania. And I just want to thank everyone for their service today. And this is my favorite meeting because I feel like the big book is definitely something from God. And I love that we go paragraph by, by paragraph. So I'm first time I'm sharing on this meeting, but I just love it. Um, the sentence that stuck out to me today was being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us. So <clears throat> I think the first thing is, the convincing, because when we are in our in self and, and all those different ways that you can think about being in self, it's really hard to be convinced that someone else should be taking over. And I was doing a good job with working my steps, and I felt like I was putting in good work and good connection with God and um just, you know, attending my meetings, making my calls, and I was not giving up myself. And that took me right back into the food and back to step one. And I love now being able to think about how God is so willing to lead my life 
And if I just let him, there will be no defeat. So I feel like that little sentence shows us the difference of being in recovery or being recovered and being active in our addiction. And um, I just love listening to recovered fellows because defeating the self probably is one of the hardest things that a person in addiction can do. And it gives me a lot of hope. So thank you all and have a great day. I pass. Thank you, Kim G from Pennsylvania. And we probably have time for two or three more shares. We're sharing on the second paragraph on page 64 that begins, we did exactly the same thing and ends, we considered its common manifestation. Somebody's trying to get in. I didn't hear you. Anyone else want to share this morning? Okay, I heard Joanne. Rachel B. Rachel B. Okay, let's go with that. Joanne P., you're up, followed by Rachel B. Joanne, Joanne, please share with us. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for your service and um, for your shares today. Hi, I really um, love the part here where it says we took stock honestly. And, yeah, our flaws caused our failures, and most of them were self-centered. So this paragraph just speaks to me, and um, I'm so thankful for our program, The 12 Steps, especially um, working with my sponsor in realizing how important it is to um, do these steps with humility, really. It's a, it's a humbling process. And who are we? This fourth step really make, made me realize how self, self, self-centered I was. <clears throat> And I didn't think so. <laughs> so where was I? Selfish, dishonest, and afraid. Those questions keep popping up every day. And every day I, I um, abandon myself to God and ask, ask him to help me see the truth, um, practice the principles of our program in all my daily affairs. So grateful for my abstinence and recovery. And um, I'm Joey and Pete, by the way, from Pennsylvania. I don't know if I even introduced myself, but yes, I'm very thankful for um, the gifts of the program, for the relationship I have with God, and for um, complete surrender that I, you know, I pray about and for and ask God. Yeah, to take care of everything every day because, um, yeah, only God can do for us what we can't do for ourselves. And getting honest with ourselves is the first step in taking action to recovery. So um, welcome to all of you who are walking this path and um, know that God's with you all the way And whenever you relapse. And God knows I was a chronic relapser until I really um, got serious about this and, yeah, and just 
knew that God would um, be there for me to get me through this, through all the moments. And service to others is so huge in my recovery. It brings me such joy. And working the 12 steps of our program um, is what it's all about. So with humility, step seven really um, made me realize after doing this step it's four times with different sponsors Hi. I'm finally getting it. So yeah, with that I will pass and thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Joanne P from Pennsylvania. And Rachel B, please share with us. Hi, I'm Rachel B from Ohio. B is in beautiful. Um I am now embarking on my fourth time working the fourth step um, in the long time I've spent in recovery. And it's the first time I don't have so much fear around it as I have all the other days. But I still, all the other times that I've worked it. But I still, this paragraph is not my favorite um, because it has this word flaws. And I have never been interested in searching out flaws in my makeup. I'm mostly interested in searching out um, things that feel like successes to me because I'm always in search of something that's going to make me feel good. And looking at flaws has always not made me feel good. Um, It's funny because I feel a difference this time. And the difference I feel is I think that I recognize that the searching out is not so much my job as I thought it was. Just the same as the flaws are not necessarily so much proof of my failure because my job is not necessarily the fixer. It's not even the flaw identifier. It's just the searcher. It's just the keep my eyes open. That's the honesty. Like a lot of times I just want to like plow ahead and like kind of like only focus on what I want out of life. But instead I can open my hands open my eyes, be willing to look with eyes open, even though it's so scary, and just to feel my higher power's presence trailing me, carrying me like a river, carrying me downstream where I need to go, and have a searching heart and hands and eyes, um, being willing to see what I'm shown. Um, And it's, it's still scary. I still hate that word flaws, but I think I love what I heard earlier in this meeting, how it's maybe more like disorder like something out of order, that my makeup, the way that I was created is good and beautiful and amazing, and that there is something out of order, something that I've been focusing on that has, by giving it, like fooling myself about the value of something. Um, And so this um, open-eyed honesty and this sort of open-handed searching can help me not fool myself about values. It's just a way to be open to seeing the right order of things. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rachel B. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, March 1st, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,006. That's 20006. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
And Vanessa G., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, everybody who shared today, and thank you for your service. My name is Vanessa G., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in New Mexico. This is page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.